Cafeteria Talk, the podcast we talk about any and everything just like the days at the cafeteria tables, hanging with your boys, your girls, eating all that good food. It's your boy Quattro. What's good, everybody? This is Nua. Uh, uh, uh. DJ Nua. Don't you dare be sour, your boys. It's your boy Slick Rob. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back with another great, fun-filled sports news dump. You know, the monthly sports news uh, dump we do every month to kind of get go over some sports news and stuff. Before I do that, a little bit of business. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can follow us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Uh, and if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to throw us some some ratings, some five star ratings. You know, we love to see those, see what you guys like, what you dislike, and so we can produce better content for you. And uh, that's about it for me. How you guys been? You guys good? I've been good. Yep, been yeah, great. you know, we we've been in you know social distancing. You know, is is real out there. I managed to step out of the house a few times and look at the the sky. I forgot it was blue. But for the past couple of days, it's been great. That's, I, I feel like that was, that was I feel like that was uh, that was kind of pr- prophetic. You said the sky has been blue, but but sometimes I, I think it's gray. I, <laughs> Don't make I think me start preaching. Look, I can preach mean? a whole message about Sound this. Sound like a Teddy Pendergrass song. The sky is blue. No, let me stop. Ugly. But you know what we do every episode. We do a little quick puts on. I'm gonna let uh. Me go first. You know, I never go first. I always try to put it off. I'm going to go first. So, as some of you may know, Cyrus Tux is a photographer. He also has his own photography business called Fly Photography. And this coronavirus has affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways, including the class of 2020, the high school graduating class of 2020. And so, me, along with a lot of other photographers, have decided to offer free, F-R-E-E, no cost, uh, photo shoots, free 99 photo shoots to the class of 2020. Just hit us up. I'll be posting some stuff, uh, when the episode, uh, drops, um, you can hit up any photographer that's on the list and set up time to shoot after the coronavirus pandemic has been, uh, taken care of and, you know, connect, just, uh, get shot out because uh, I felt like I wanted to do something for, uh, our brothers and sisters who you know were affected by this 2020 pandemic and um start i thought i'd help out any way that i could and photography is the way that we decided to help so i, I so far i've got uh fly photography my friend carly over at raw aesthetics uh brian by shot by ghost studio's gonna be helping us out uh isaiah at what's the point shoot can't wait to check them out so please take advantage class of 2020 only Jacksonville only unfortunately we not travelers like y'all love y'all boys that's my put on all right uh, uh slick rock yeah oh me whoever wants I to go put, next oh I will go next since I'm speaking on the mic don't you answer all right let me chill uh, the, theme, the theme of this episode dog you know but anyway my put on is for 
It doesn't matter what your put on is. Oh, see what I did? Oh, that was clean. That was clean. You're going to walk out here with the. Let me chill. But my put on is for any aspiring actors or actresses out there. Definitely check out Actors Access. Um, It's actually one of the good, legit sources to try to get any work, even if you're not too big, like actually landing a first role or something. Definitely check that out. All right, and my put on is for... All right, DJ Noah, what you got? It's for anyone who's been um, under a rock or avoiding memes, or if your name is Slick, or if your name is Quattro, I'm going to put on Tiger King, the show about... White people who own tigers. It's basically white people, white people linked to the white people's degree. It, it 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 it's great. It's it's not like a good show, but it's just entertaining. Mm. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. So before we recorded today, I actually uh, watched the trailer for it. It looks interesting. I might actually give it a watch. Right. Um, like we just have to see the premise. Like I I don't know. Like whoever thought of the concept. It's a stupid concept, but it works. Just white people, mm. white people linked to the white people's degree. It's got people owning tigers. It's got people addicted to meth. It's got meth mouth. It's got hippies. And, and it's a documentary. This is all based on a true story. Hmm. I, I actually, I can't wait. When I saw the trailer, I was like, hmm, okay, maybe. I, I could see myself maybe enjoying this. But you haven't seen but the memes yet? I saw the... so many memes about it. Hmm? I've seen like very few, but like I've seen like glimpses, but nothing too crazy. Let me um, know when you watch it. I'm gonna just send you all the memes I have. Bet I will. I'll take you up on that. Um, so as we get into the nitty and the gritty, this cafeteria talk sports news dump. Uh, as we all know, we're in the middle of a pandemic with the coronavirus, and uh, sadly, I found out about a week ago that ESPN sports analyst Doris Burke. Test it positive for it. Just give me a minute. Uh, Rob, I wasn't ready for that, bro. I wasn't ready. Bro, we all, bro, Doris Burke, like, she's literally part of the childhood. I remember any NBA game I used to watch, she was always on there, like, giving interviews and all that. But it's straight. I ain't worried. She's still gonna come out looking fine as ever. Always, and I'm preaching y'all. Always. I'm preaching y'all. Don't, don't. Always. I'm just And then boy. also because of the virus, uh, the Tokyo Olympics that were going to be held this year uh, has been pushed back to uh, spring 2020, 2021. And, uh, you know, I, we all knew this was coming. I, I'm glad they didn't cancel it. I mean, it's the Olympic Games. You can't cancel the Olympic Games. But, like, I'm glad they got they got it pushed back. I mean, it's the necessary. And, you know, we all saw this coming. So it wasn't too big, yeah. too big crazy news. Honestly, so, though, like, I, I hope that it, that it doesn't um, affect the Olympic schedule because, you know, like mm-hmm. every four years, I hope they still make the next Olympics 2024, even though this one's going to be 2021. Just because, right. you know, the Olympics, it, it true, really true. helps keep track of uh, local events, like what elections are happening. Like I know that the presidential elections are going to happen every summer Olympics. And then in Florida, the governor mm-hmm. elections are going to happen every winter Olympics. It's just something that mm, I would true. use to keep track of. Olymp- I know the Olympics are happening. This election's happening and vice versa. So this election's happening. I have the Olympics to distract me from the horribleness that is politics. Hey, politics. <laughs> this is true. Speak your truth. Speak your truth. But as we move on, uh, the Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, has been pushed up to April 19th, 2020. Uh, because of the virus and ESPN's kind of giving everybody kind of like an out to 
watch this uh, ten part event. This cannot doing, wait to watch this. This is doing a lot of that. It's gonna be gas. Because, you know, Disney is, runs ESPN, yeah. too. So, like, they did that with Frozen 2 on Disney+, right. Plus, and now they're doing that with The Last Dance. Yeah, and they the threw Onward on there, too. Black Widow. Just put it on Disney+. Let me chill. It deserves to be in, released in movie theaters. I mean, I was watching... Um, I don't know who... You know, ESPN's got so many shows, but I was. they had some of them on the TV this morning, and they were talking about how, like, they're literally just kind of running out of content. Like, players and coaches and stuff and analysts have just come out and just started telling stories, uh, just trying to get some content out there because there's literally almost nothing to talk about. The longer this goes on... I mean, you can only have to get talk real about the same... You can only uh, rerun the same documentaries, the same game so many times. Well, they're not... It's, it's not, like, the same things. It's just, like, finding out what those things are going to be. Like, I've, I've no, but enjoyed like, watching... For the most part, uh, it's all reruns. ...some of the football games. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, they're not... But, I mean, there's... Between the NFL, the NBA, the PGA, and all all those sports, all the sports uh, outlets, I mean that's millions upon millions and millions and millions of hours of content to, that they could just you know shell out. So it's not like the loss of content there. It's just like like you like you were saying, like, there's only so much you can really talk about that we could that you could really care about because because you not, can't like you can't bet on anything. You right. already know what not happens. Not every game has that hype factor yeah. of seeing it for the first time. Now what yeah. I will say is the. But, I forget which year, but the Iron Bowl where the dude took it all the way back, like the hundred something yard touchdown. I could watch. I could. Oh, I could. Uh, Auburn. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could watch just that. I could just watch the last two minutes of that for a good twenty minutes. Like they just put that on a loop for twenty minutes. I'd watch that. I can't. It was a, it was a very hard day for Quattro. Um, broke a lot of things. Had a lot of curse words. See, I, w- I was neutral. Um, I was neutral in this game. I was just like, yo. I will say uh, I would like to see a rerun of the absolute greatest Rose Bowl to ever be played. I think it was either a Rose Bowl or a Sugar Bowl. I want to say it was a Rose Bowl. Uh, it was 20. Oh, man. 2017, 2018, when the Oklahoma Sooners played the Georgia Bulldogs. Definitely 2018. What a game. Baker that was a game. Baker, they ate that game. That was a great game. But, but um, to Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, Rob, tell us about this uh, NBA Hall of Fame class. Yes, the NBA released their Hall of Fame class for 2020. And on that list, we got some we got some goats. That's all I'm going to say that deserve to be there. We got our man Kobe Bryant, RIP. We got Tamika Catchings. We got the love, the do- dominant, the dominant Tim Duncan. Let me chill. We got your boy from the shot, KG, Kevin Garnett, who actually, bro, Kevin Garnett used to mess around with my auntie, dog. Real talk. No cap. I'm dead. I'm dead dead serious. I'm dead serious. serious. You bring that back? Yes. Yes. Apparently, Kevin Garnett, he's from Chicago, and he actually knows my auntie. They used to date at one point. Hey, auntie. Exactly. Wish things could have worked out. I'll be living lavish. I probably wouldn't even know y'all. Let me stop. But we have Kim Mokilium. I can't remember how to pronounce her last name. We have Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, Rudy Tomjanovich, and Patrick Bauman. And that's going to be a tearjerker to watch, that Hall of Fame, honestly. It's going to be a tearjerker. Yeah. I agree. It, yeah, I mean, the headliners uh, in Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, and uh, Kevin Garnett, I mean, stat, I mean, those are just three, like you said, dominant players who Legends. had tons of incredible battles. Like, the NBA's been rerunning some of the games with, featuring those players. And like you said, 
dominant. But also in the basketball world, bringing it back down to college, uh, NC, the NCAA is giving spring athletes an extra year of eligibility due to the coronavirus. And I think this is really good. Um, definitely worth doing because as you're trying to go pro, you need those senior year numbers. That's really what sets you apart. And if you don't have senior year numbers, it's going to kind of be hard to to get into to go pro in whatever sport you're trying to play. So I think this is this is great for the uh, NCAA. I hope it doesn't affect Doke too much, though, because he's been putting up some really good numbers this year. Oh, Doke. probably not. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Doke was probably slated to head to the NBA regardless. Yeah. So like, like before his senior year, year. So, so I'm sure he'd probably be straight. Hmm, I wonder what his um um draft stock is at right now. Like overall players to get like like the draft leaderboard where they have him at. I mean, he's no Zion, but I mean, I, I definitely see him in like second, third round. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rob, go ahead, go ahead and run us through this. I feel like this one affects you the most. Uh, this piece of news. Do you have it up, or you want me to say it? Um, no, I can say it. Um, so yeah, my of course, my Chicago Bears. In recent news, we traded with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We get we got Nick Foles in exchange for a bag of lace chips. The Jags got a bag of lace chips out of the trade. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. Ain't about that that. Word. But, but yeah, so they gave us Nick Foles, we gave him a bag of lace chips, and now we're in a QB competition, according to Ryan Pace, our GM, against the starting job for Mitch Trubisky and um, Nick Foles. And as a fan, I like this just because we're witnessing history. We've never had this happen in Chicago where there was actually a QB battle in the offseason. We always knew who our quarterback was going to be. Me personally, I do think it will be Nick Foles just because he's the veteran out of him and Mitch. He's more Mitch is only going into his fourth year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Nick's been there for a while. Nick is good friends with D Filippo, the OC, and the head coach Nagy from KC. So, you know, hopefully they can get Nick back to where he was, like right. from his KC and Philly days, because Nick played a couple games in KC and was good. But overall, I do think Mitch, it's Mitch's team to own just because we drafted him. And mm-hmm. honestly, no team wants him. So, like, just yeah. just give him an O-line and, like, just give them both an O-line and they should both be good. Nick Foles only has a couple more years in the tank. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I pretty much uh, agree with you. I think it could go either way. If, if Chabinski gets better over the offseason, it could definitely be – um, the Chicago definitely has a fighter. He, he can extend the play with his Facts. with his legs, which is really go something that I, th- I don't think I'm confident Nick Foles can do. But then again, yeah, if you get Nick Foles, uh, yeah, if you get Nick Foles aligned, it's it's over. It's, it's a lot. But then again, um, also with Nick Foles, just the presence of him being in the locker room with um, Trubisky is going to be a really big uh, additive for that team because he's a veteran. He can teach Trubisky some things. I think uh, Gardner Minshew had the year he had because Nick Foles was on the bench talking to him and being in his ear like that. I mean, they've all every team Nick Foles has been at, even the Jaguars in the short time he was there was like this man's a leader. Like I would follow this man to the ends of the earth, which is great. Yeah, like so, he changed the culture. Exactly. So I think. Uh, I mean, I definitely think that Nick Foles is coming away with the job week one, but it's something that's going to have to be determined in the first few weeks of the season, not, definitely not preseason. Yeah, another thing that's interesting is Nick Foles, now that I look at it, a lot of his people that was with him the year he won in Philly, like the Super Bowl, they're on our staff. Like, we got his yep. tight end, Trey Burton, who threw him the Philly-Philly touchdown. We yep. got his OC, Filippo. We got one of his old linemen, I think. We just got one of his old linemen. So we've got people that was there with him in Philly, so, like, 
the culture is there. So, so he really has no good. reason not to succeed. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. We just better give him an offensive line. That's the only thing I think Chicago is needs to do is just we get offensive line. We're a Super Bowl team, like literally. Facts. Get, get an offensive line. Lastly, before we move on to the nitty and the gritty of this episode, Shanua, tell us about the NASCAR real quick. So the thing that's been going on with NASCAR is it's actually pretty pretty cool. So what they've been um doing is um <clears throat> they've been like it's essentially like VR and combined with uh, arcade gaming style type thing. Or basically they go in this container with all the all the racers are going in the container and they're racing virtually. And it literally just depends on like how they drive. You know how like when you're at an arcade game, if you'd hit the wall, the wheel would jerk the other way. Or if you'd hit another yeah. player, it's the same thing is happening. Uh, it's essentially like combine that arcade game style with the roller coaster uh, VR thing that they'd have at like Adventure Landing or something like that. And it's really it, it's oh, really interesting. That. You can just kind of really see how um, you can see how how it's evolving, you know, and like it, yeah. everything's moving virtually. I was talking to a few of my te- to a few of my old teachers and they basically say that this whole pandemic is actually going to change how society functions like school wise. Like there are some people who are going to be like, oh, you know, we can do school without the students being here. Well, then just have them come in to take tests, like pretty much like how uh, Balsamo's class is. Yeah. So you think we, we could see more hybrid classes in other formats besides college yeah you see it in high school middle school i definitely see like it it, because when districts realize that they can use it to save money like think think about it yeah think about it right the big public schools they aren't using any utilities right now there's Mm, no water no lights nothing no power like none of that is being used everyone's working that's 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 actually a very good point that's a very good point when they when they do the budgets next year, they're going to be looking at this like, yo, we saved a grip of money. Right. And, it, and the doing and the school online thing didn't really go off too bad. Like once they got once we got our traction, it's been it's been going fine. Right. Like there's not been any I haven't heard any problems with this online school thing. And that's that's worrying me because, you know, we got all this stuff going on that's happening without a hinge. But yet stuff in the classroom still can't get done. But that's a whole exactly. Other- I'm not even going to get into That's that. That's a whole nother story. No storytelling. But uh, it's time story. to get into it. It's time to get into the, the big event. event that happened this past weekend. WrestleMania 36. Too big for one night. Um, it was a two-nighter. Um, it came out to be about five hours long. And there's a lot to get into. So let's go ahead and unpack this real quick. We had the first match uh, of night one. It was a kickoff. We'll just go through that real quick. Uh, and Drew Gulak versus Cesaro. Uh, nothing really to it. It was a great technical match. Coming away, I really like Drew Gulak. I can't wait to see how he grows in WWE. Any yeah. thoughts on that? Yep. Drew Gulak is, like I said, I didn't. I watched the highlights. I did not watch the match. And I like Locks. I like his wrestling style. He reminds me a little bit of Finley mixed with Daniel Bryan. Like, mm-hmm. both of those technicalities. So, I can't wait to see. Like, he got his little WrestleMania moment, even though no one was there. Can't wait to see yeah, how yeah. they push his career further. Yeah, mm. for sure. And then that was the kickoff. So now moving into the actual event of night one, uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss uh, challenged. Oh, no. Nikki Cross and Alexa. Yeah, they challenged the Kabuki Warriors for the Raw Women's Tag Team Championships. Great match. Um, 
one thing that I'm sure we're going to talk about more as as the uh, show goes on is being it with no crowd being at the event. The emotion is played a lot more through yeah. uh, the almost at the actors. Yeah, they are actors through the actors and the superstars because you can hear them. And listening to the Kabuki Warriors really taunt Alexa Bliss. Nikki Cross was really good, and I really liked how they played. Play Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss played with the crowd as if the crowd was there. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And so the emotion is there, and I really like that about this match. Uh, fun fun yeah, fact. I feel, I feel I feel the same way. What were you saying? Yeah. Fun fun fact. So. One thing I always found interesting about the Kabuki Warriors is that they're women because traditional Kabuki theater is all men, even to this day. Like, if you go back to, like, when Kabuki theater started to today, Kabuki Warriors, it's all all men playing the men and the women. Same like in the days back in Shakespeare. So that's just another another interesting thing that I thought about the Kabuki Warriors that I've been been wanting to say, but finally have a right time to say it. I think I, I always wanted uh I don't know when I when they didn't have the women's tag team uh championships I was like like do we need this like there were very few like you had the Bella Twins and you had the Funka the Funkadelic girls with the with um, I got I watched Total Divas and they call her Trinity on that show but her her in ring name is Naomi uh with Naomi and a- Ariane Adrian um uh, so like I always thought it was I always thought it was weird they had that. I always wanted there to be a mixed tag team championship. I always thought that was cool because you saw a lot more women in male men and uh, women uh, teams, and you saw two females right. team up. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I guess it's pretty cool. Um, but moving on, King Corbin versus Elias. Uh, two superstars are re- like probably on the bottom of the totem pole for me. So I wasn't really invested in this match. It, it was cool though. I thought Elias uh, beating the heck out of Corbin was pretty entertaining. So. I was entertained, so I guess it did its job. Yeah, I hadn't even well, tuned in at that point. Well, like from my aspects, um, I like don't this match didn't really have wrestling wise wasn't too big except for Elias's high knee, but like oh nice knee, it was nice pretty. Knee. It's pretty. It's a pretty good rivalry. They kind of like threw in there. Like this was kind of like a like quick like little month and a half thing before WrestleMania. So. Mm. I like how this is helping set up boost Elias's ratings. Like maybe he'll get yeah. more star power because he's been getting. This is like his first big WrestleMania moment outside of probably last year when he went, went again, went like had his little rap session with Cena and all that. So you know, I'm happy to see what this does for Elias. He got the dub, so you know, hopefully this is a good WrestleMania moment. He's able to push him out, get him, get him off the mid card, and as a main, a really main person. Definitely, I agree. Uh, moving on. We had Shayna Baszler challenging the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch, um, and Be- Becky Lynch did beat her in the end. Now here's what here's what here's what hurt me with this. W, I say this WrestleMania is one of the best WrestleManias that cut. Actually, they're all pretty good. So I would say this WrestleMania was really good in terms of the promos they cut. But this particular match, I think the promo cut for this match was kind of poor. Like it wasn't poor; it was great. But the match was very underwhelming given the promo. Because given the promo, you assume that Shayna Baszler is gonna win. Like if she's gonna dominate the match, and she didn't. It was just kind of, uh, it was kind of equal. Like she didn't really get in Becky L- Becky Lynch's cheeks like I thought she was going to, and. That was something that was really underwhelming for me. And I was like, oh, well, dang. Like, you said she was going to... Like, I felt like I had this Brock Lesnar character coming in to fight Becky Lynch for the title. And then Becky Lynch not only beat her, but, like, was on par with her pretty much the whole match. Well, yeah, that is true. Like, 
I can understand like um I can understand where you come from that I kind of didn't expect it to really dominate I expected it to be 50 50 it was more like 75 25 in my sight with Becky Lynch dominating most of the match um mm. but you know I feel like this was Shayna's first Wrestlemania she just kind of got put on the main roster so you know mm-hmm. I don't know if they're too quick to jump the gun and push her like they did Mickey James when she first came in when she fought Stratus. so you know but yeah I liked it. I'd love um, to see a rivalry between her and Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. That would be a nice well, rivalry. I, I think. think they. I think they had. They've had some things in NXT. If I can go back and look. Oh, and I'm sure. Shayna, yeah. Shayna Baszler. She is good, but you know this is obviously the reign of the man. Um, it's going to be a. I don't know who's going to take. It might just be Shayna Baszler that may take the title sooner than later. But mm. you know WWE, they're going to keep Becky. Becky's a fan favorite, so she's going to keep pushing in. She's very. Is, am I the? Am I the only one that thinks the shtick of a woman being the man is, is kind of kind of interesting? Because it's like so when, when she was a part, uh, she's one of the big names that's connected to the women's revolution. And, yeah. you know, women were going to be, you know, they were transitioning from divas to superstars on being on par with the men. Yeah. Why? Why do you have the presumable, presumable face of your raw women's division walking around, chasing around as the man like? what i i never understood the concept i mean i kind of like it it kind of i think it just helps push the fact that women can go like the women can go fight with the men like because think about it like back in the in the attitude and ruthless aggression era women were actually in singles competitions with men like think about it lita was fighting oh yeah mm-hmm. like lita was fighting christian sometime well I think it was Lita. Lita. No, Trish Stratus was fighting. Yeah, I'm not going to go. It was Trish Stratus versus Christian or something like that. Like, the women used to compete against the men. And China was the first one that really started this. So, like, I think trying to carry on that tradition, mm-hmm. like, of women going with men and all that, fighting and all that, which is kind of dope. Gas, women going to Royal Rumbles. I think that just helps push the narrative of it, honestly. That's how I yeah. look at it. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's, it's definitely interesting. I just was like, uh, that's that's Okay. Whatever. But as we continue on, Daniel Bryan challenged the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn, uh, to a match, and Sami Zayn retained the Intercontinental title. Probably the most annoying match of the night, and because the first half, uh, Sami Zayn wouldn't stay in the ring, like, he was barely trying to fight Daniel, and then when Daniel finally got in the ring and got his hands on him, he was going ham, and then still got beat. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, it was... It was not really my taste. These guys are two very technical wrestlers, and I really wanted to see the good high flying like that yeah. both of them can do. But you know, they went into a different direction. I don't really like Sami Zayn as a heel, honestly. And mm. then he's got Shinsuke Nakamura and I think Cesaro as his cohorts. Like, right. yeah. And those two can put on good matches with them as well. They like. Uh, ugh, it's I don't I don't really like the stint. Hopefully, they change it over time, but. Sammy's yeah. a better face. They than probably won't. And plus, he barely wrestled. They probably would have done more if they had a crowd. In my eyes. Yeah, I, I, think I, I agree. Th- there are a few matches that l- you could tell lacked the uh, the crowd hype, and there are matches that were better because of the lack of crowd hype. Um, this is this was around the time I actually tuned in. I had finished my live stream, and I was I started, I started tuning in, and I saw like the end of it when Shinsuke came in. And let me, I, I do not like heel Shinsuke at all. Um, no, no, I don't no. like, I don't like Daniel Bryan. Like he's a good wrestler. I just don't like his character, like heel or a face. 
he always he, he I just I just don't like it. I don't I know why. The, I love Hill Brian over Face Brian. I love Hill. I say Brian. I say Brian has always been one of the most uh divisive uh characters that WWE's had cuz you either love him or you hate him. Right. And it doesn't matter if he's a heel or yeah. a face, you either love him or you hate him. Like me, I just I can't stand exactly. him for some reason. I don't know why. I just, I just don't like the character. I feel like for me, the, what, what, I mean, I like Daniel Bryan, but one of the main th- major things that makes me like Bryan is that the the people they connect him to, like uh, his stand against Orton when when he was uh, before the the miracle on uh, Bourbon Street, mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. when he had that stand against Cena when he got the title the first time, like just the people that he, and then like the the team Hell No, like it, just that stuff. AJ Lee, like those those. Um, those robberies are really interesting. I'll never forget when I first really got into WWE watching it seriously, when uh, Dan- Daniel Bryan was right in the middle of his robbery with The Big Show and Mark Henry. I remember that. And it, I was a fan of it. It was right Mark after the, the they had the... He had just won the world title from uh, Mark yeah. Henry after uh, at the Royal Rumble in a in a steel cage match. Right. Yeah, true. And it was, I was like, yo, I, okay, I like him. His 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 face was kind of annoying, but, I mean, his heel was kind of annoying, but that's that's what they're supposed to be. But yeah. moving on. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. One thing about Daniel Bryan, I've seen Daniel Bryan's growth from when he first started. I traditionally, I liked him when he was the underdog, because his first big thing was his whole stint with The Miz. He was The mm. Miz's, like, little, I almost said something disgusting. Um, He was his, I don't know. His tough enough, uh, is his tough enough rookie apprentice. or something like that? Yeah, his so rookie. Like he was apprentice. Almost said boy toy. I don't know why. I don't know why. Whoa. <laughs> Ignore Wait that. But, um, oh my god. But yeah, I liked him more when he was an underdog. But I just only reason I'm really not the biggest fan of Daniel Bryan as a face because when they pushed him over Randy Orton and Batista and Triple H that year, I was like, they were. That was them trying to give the fans what they wanted, but that's not what the fans needed. Like, I feel like the me as a fan, I feel like the fans, we needed that last. It's all about closing eras down, and Batista was trying to close his era. They should have closed it with him versus Orton versus Triple H, and then Brian won it the next year, but they gave the fans what they wanted. That's understandable. Me, I didn't want it, and then after that, Daniel Bryan was just kind of, okay, he'll face, he'll face, which one works better, and... But I mean, we got a cup of tea, but I I was okay with it. I was okay with that mania because it was, it was, were you satisfied with Batista versus uh, Triple H at 35? I was, even though it was a money grabber to to a certain most extent, since you know, he couldn't do, if Guardians 3 was, would have not been, you know, had had what happened with James Gunn, he would probably never done it. I'm just being honest. It was more of a money grabber, but that situation dating back to WrestleMania 30, I think that would have been a good, Closing the chapter on Batista's career and evolution in general, but they gave the fans yeah. what they needed, and I understand that. Like I supported that. It just didn't go down the way I wanted it to. But I, I, I love Daniel Bryan as a wrestler. That's just my definitely. Opinion. Uh, moving on. Uh, you had the triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles with Kofi Kingston versus John Morrison. That was crazy. Who was the champion versus Jimmy Uso? Like Shinua said, it was crazy. It was an insane match. Watching that, like I, I've always been a fan of ladder matches, just because of how like hurt you can get. I remember uh, Money in the Bank a couple years ago when KO like pretty much broke his back on a ladder. Like he was bent over backwards on a ladder and was just he didn't move for five minutes. Like the match kept going and he didn't move and 
we all thought that he like died, like not literally died, but yeah, like I remember that. he didn't move off that off that ladder for five minutes. And that is true. Uh, uh but th- this match it was, it was you could tell like they had a lot of athletic people. Like the way it started with everyone flipping over each other with that three way stalemate. Yep. I was like, that was oh. yeah. I mean, Michael, Michael that Cole and JBL kept more, saying more it girl. throughout the match. Yeah, Michael Cole and uh, JBL kept saying it throughout the match. They were saying that these three probably are the best, that, the best athletically that that have ever done it. Right. I mean, you had Jimmy and J, Jimmy Uso, uh, John Morrison, who literally is a high flyer. Kofi Kingston, probably the king of the high flyers. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no way you you couldn't really have gotten any anybody better. Yeah, the, uh, to the do this match card was fresh. Um, I think personally, um, I wish I think if they actually, if they didn't, if they actually could have had the crowd and they didn't have, they didn't do what they had to do. I feel like all six men would have actually competed, just because. Yeah, for sure. Because the Miz, the Miz was feeling sick, but if they would have been outdoors, there would have been no Corona. He would have probably still competed. Mm-hmm. They could have had yeah, the yeah. guys, and it was dope. Like I love Kofi, what he said, and what him and Jimmy Uso said back to each other. Like Jimmy calling him like slow. Like, I smacked you upside the face like a pancake, and then Kofi, like, you got heart, but I need my type. The exchanges yeah. they had, that was gas. And Emotion, yeah. yeah. So you can hear what they're saying. Um, but as we continue on, uh, I, just, I just think it's worth mentioning. Uh, they had a right after this match, they had a WWE Network featurette, and they you know laying out all the content they had coming out. The last ride, uh, Undertaker. Um, documentary wwe 24 which is basically like 30 for 30 uh espn's 30 for 30 and i just was it just brought me back to like wow like wwe network's been doing this longer than pretty much everybody like before there was a disney plus before there was a quibi before there was like all your favorite hbo now and all that Mm -hmm. wwe network was out here for a good minute at at that point it came out 20 2014 so and just with thousands of content and they're still holding up today I think it's the kinda, exclusive. it actually help with pay-per-views. Yeah, and it's the, the exclusive content that can only be viewed on there. Because, like, that's what most of these streaming services offer is exclusive content. And that's why a lot of people aren't really signing up to Disney Plus because there's not as much exclusive content as you would think compared to other other streaming services. Exactly. That's my thing. That's why I've, I've, I've been... I've, I've, heard, I've mentioned this on the show before. I've, I've been toying around in my mind whether or not I'm going to even re-up when it comes out because I, I bought it for the year so when, when September hits I'll have to um, think about re-upping and I don't know if I'm going to re-up I might throw my money at DC Universe or something I'm not sure yet yeah because like think about it that around that time we were supposed to be getting Falcon Winter Soldier WandaVision all that but that's getting pushed back now even further because of Corona so yeah. when I get so I can say I can say my change November. and just wait yeah that I mean, yeah, that's, all that's probably going to come out around the time out. Mando comes out. Honestly, that might be the only thing that might actually be out by that time is Mando and High School. Well, not even High School Musical, the musical, of the series, because they were in production, but they got shut down too. So we're not getting a lot of stuff to around November time. Oh, so. well, dang it! The Andor show is still up and running. Cassie that was on hold before the Corona. That was on hold before the Corona thing even yeah. hit. Yeah, so we should yeah, still. I think the, we should at least still be getting our Cassie and Andor series. Yeah, very, very late. I'd say like late twenty twenty one. Mandalorian season two around that time. We're definitely getting Mandalorian season two, but the Marvel shows may have to wait because Black Widow has to come out and all that. Yeah, 
But as we continue on, uh, we have the WWE Universal title match between Braun Strowman and... Wait, no. Is the blue one the WWE Championship? That's the Universal Championship. Okay. So the one that the Braun Strowman versus Goldberg was which championship? Universal. No, it's Universal. The Universal Championship. Okay, so I had it right. So Braun Strowman versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. And I wrote on my paper for this match a giant WTF because I'm so tired of this. Well, like... Uh, one thing I do, one thing I'm, um, one thing I found interesting about this match is how they just replaced Roman Reigns like nothing happened and didn't even like build a story around it. They just like, oh, Strowman, go ahead. I mean, they didn't really have time. I mean, I think when I, when the news broke, it was maybe like two weeks before before it happened. Right. And like, yeah. there, there's no, there, there, there would the be no good reason. Yeah, there would be no reason to really flesh out a, a storyline like because it is there, there's not a it's, there's not a wwe reason in quotations of why roman reigns left it's like it was a personal matter like it was just a real life personal matter where mm-hmm. roman reigns pulled out so like they couldn't circle it around well oh roman reigns is like injured uh and he can't do uh the match so it like it was cool like, i was fine with braun Strowman doing the match it's just the, the way the match was executed it was like no longer than like than like three minutes and then uh both of them hit their hit their finishers uh three or four times and then the match was over goldberg i feel like if we, or are we talking about uh brock lesnar oops goldberg and goldberg and uh braun Strowman. no i'm throwing shade at the brock lesnar oh. match because that was the same thing too yeah, yeah, exactly. Same, same exact deal. And so, like, I'm like, all right, if, if you're, if you can't do the match, if you can't do a good 25 minute technical match, but like, why are you in the ring? But I, I, I think I, part of point, it was he landed. I think part of it was like he landed wrong on on one of the spears. That's what I. That's what I really think happened. Because if you look at the times that WrestleMania ended on night one versus night two, night one ended about mm. 30 minutes to 30 40 minutes earlier than night two did so i think one of those matches was cut short because he couldn't continue the match if any matches were cut short it was the ones at the beginning because i i highly doubt that match was going to go much long any longer than than it did uh than it ran like because yeah, say if, so for the sake of argument let's say braun Strowman goldberg went five minutes like once the match we watched went five minutes mm-hmm I would say if, if if it was an injury related reason that it that it was cut short, I'd say it probably would have went on fifteen, maybe ten minutes, fifteen at the absolute most, and that's pushing it. Yeah, but I because I don't think that it was gonna go that long. I didn't think it was gonna go that long anyway. Because I mean, look at Goldberg's last few matches. Yeah, look, look at all the matches he's done since he's returned. His longest match is probably what ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. It's fifteen. It's fifteen minutes. So it's like it, it well, wasn't gonna go that long anyway. If it was Roman well, Reigns, it may have went longer. But with Strowman. Nah, but like nah, that's how Goldberg is now. Like he's literally in his mid fifties. He's in good shape, but he takes pain from landing on that mat like that. So like, mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised when it went that route. I knew it was gonna go that route. Um, I don't know why they even brought Goldberg back. Um, like I said, I said I told the CR yesterday. I feel like they should have had it where it was Braun Strowman versus the Fiend because the Fiend took the Universal Title from the Fiend. It should have been Braun mm. and The Fiend at WrestleMania because The Fiend brought Braun Strowman into WWE technically through the Wyatt family, so it would have been him defeating a master, taking the title. It would have been a good story. That's a big WrestleMania moment and a good story to work with, honestly, but maybe they kind of overlooked that or just forgot about it because Bray Wyatt changes his theme like every six months to a year, so... 
See, that's the thing. When it, it, you take the WrestleMania, you take all your superstars who've been working their behinds off 360, 360 days a year, and you culminate those stories at WrestleMania. But then you have these old guys that come in and kind of jump the line, and it's like they have a little they have a little story that last that started a month ago, and then it leads up to WrestleMania. It's like, yo, what is this? Because in past WrestleManias, you had like I call them legend matches, where you had that one guy return and have that big match, like uh, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Ric Flair at uh, WrestleMania twenty no four twenty four twenty four WrestleMania twenty four. And so when you see stuff like that, that you get that one legend match and then everybody else has been been there for the 360 days. And that's that one dream match. You know, you feel me? And now, like, we keep getting these dream matches that only last two minutes. I'm like, this is not a match. Matches used to tell like they used to be the culmination of the story. That's why you got a 35 minute last man standing match between Edge and Orton. That's why you got your matches between um, Taker and Edge and those big those big Taker matches because they were the culmination of a story that had been going on for the last few months mm-hmm. not like a month and then a two-minute match to follow like that's just i yeah. feel like that's counterintuitive for the wwe i think the best dream match that ever happened at wrestlemania between is between rock and cena and rock and hogan those mm-hmm. are the i think those are the best dream mm. it's a toss-up yes. i'm still trying to decide which one was better but those two are the best dream matches that happened at wrestlemania in my eyesight i i, I really like uh sean michaels versus um taker the, the second time around Oh yeah, that was that, that was that, a, that was a great match. Well, I, I never I don't consider that a dream match just because like they fought each other for they fought each other for so long. But like that was a good era ending match. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, as we continue, uh, the final match for night one of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Hold on, Sorry, you forgot one. Kevin Owens and Rollins. Oh, sorry about that. that was night that was on night one. Oh, yeah. I did. I sure did. Skipped right over. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, Bad. the Monday Night Messiah. That was probably like great one match. of the second craziest I, matches of that night. I think that was the best match of the night in my eyesight. Well, I, I, well, I mean, I if you think of, of an actual match, I, because I, I think Taker's thing is on a whole nother level of what WD, what WWE can go to. But in the ring, I'm definitely the best match so. of the night. Probably the whole, honestly, the whole thing, in my opinion. Uh yeah, I I mean definitely when it went to a no DQ match uh, yeah. halfway through, I think that that's when it got better. That's when it got got to the pinnacle of what it could have been. Yeah, because it because it, it ended when it first ended. I was like, "Are you serious?" I was this is, like, that, you, like, I, I texted you Rob. I'm Rob like, promo. that was uh, what, what I said. Like, uh, I think I said that was anticlimactic or something like that. I said something like really technical because yeah. I was streaming from my phone and in case someone was watching, I didn't want to be like that was some bull. Yeah, so I didn't want to say that, but I was like, yeah, that was. I was kind of pissed. And then when he said, no, come yeah. back here. I'm going to get my moment. This is a no DQ match. I'm like, I was going to get, oh, no, he's getting the crap beat out of him now. Never mind. But when he, when he, he hit and him, that was my thing. Like, the, he spent half of that getting his butt beat. I was like, did. wow. So you called him back just to get, continue to get beat up? Like, what? Well, that's, that's how it is sometimes. Like, I enjoyed it because, like, it's Seth, like, Seth Rollins, he's turning into one of those people that are like, he might be the next Mr. WrestleMania. Honestly. Yeah. Like, because he's got that star power of main eventing and all that. I don't like his Messiah stint just because they're trying to redo what CM Punk did with the Straight Edge Society. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anyway. I think if uh, they if they write Roman Reigns a really good face, I could see him being a possible contender for the next John Cena type role. Yeah. But if they can no write, one, if they can no write one, a good no enough no face. No one likes him, though. That's the problem. Like, 
he's 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 only good as a heel. Like throughout everything, mm-hmm. he's only good as a heel. Sadly, well, that's what like, you thought about Cena when I've, he first came out as a heel. Well, no, well, actually, Cena's no. never really been a heel heel for real. Well, I mean, if you think, Cena, of, well, but think was, about like versus compared to how the audience viewed him, like people didn't like him as a face. So, like, think of like Thugonomic Cena. Like every time he would come out, it'd be boo. Like you can go back and watch some old things. Every time he came out, it was always booing him. By the end, by the end of his set, they'd be cheering him on. But see, but but even but even with that, it's it's the fact that he gets the booze is is the good thing. I mean, if you ever watched a Roman Reigns entrance and listen listen to the crowd, yeah, and trust me, you'll be you'll be able to hear it because there's not much to listen to. It's but, very little, mm-hmm. very little crowd output when Roman Reigns comes out. But but like, with Cena, if you can hear those boos and cheers, that's what you need. But I think this is how they write the character between those two is. The difference between them two is the star power. Like, John has more star power, and he's had more... He has more charisma than Reigns. And, like, Cena's just, like, a whole different breed. Like, he's literally... He's... You you can't create... You can't recreate John Cena throughout any question. Like, he was... You can't recreate the face of the company, like, for that many years. And they're trying to find that, but I just don't think Reigns has enough charisma to do it. He's a good like he can put on a match, but like his charisma, like through the like with the mic and all that, is not that good. Like he gets buried in every promo he does, but he'll bury somebody in a match. Like Undertaker, old self, buried him in the promo, but he buried Undertaker in the match. Like, like yeah, it's something the, that can't be the face of the company. You can't develop a good promo. That's just me. You, you really can't. I mean, look at the the the, face, the, the past faces of the company. And 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 arguably they're all top ten on the mic. So you you can go back Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, John Cena. All five of those are easily probably that is the top five people that have ever held a, a WWE microphone. So it's like if you can't cut a promo, if you don't have that charisma, that that star power that brings you in, brings you back to the TV every every Monday night. Don't even don't even put your name in the hat. And Roman Reigns, as dominant as he is, like I loved him as a dog in uh, in the Shield. He was just dominant, but he cannot cut a promo to save his life. If he if I hear him say, "I'm the big dog and you're in my junkyard again," I'm gonna be like, "What?" Because and then I love how he went from the Roman Empire to the junkyard. I, I was just like, huh? What what are we yeah. doing here? It was boo boo. Well, 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 that's that's the case. Then who else has? No one else really has that star power, except maybe the New Day, Kevin but they're Owens. in gimmick right now. Kevin Owens does. Kevin Owens does. True. Kevin Owens, literally, he has that, I see him, like you said, that Stone Cold type mentality with CM, bro, he literally has CM Punk's mic skills with Stone Cold's gluttonous, like, literally. But, but he's missing a big, a major component. He's not the, he's not, he doesn't have the look. Yeah. Bro, it doesn't. A look it, ma- it matters. It, it, looks, it does, honestly, look bro, does I don't matter. think looks. I don't. Do you want? Okay. Can you see Kevin Owens kneeling down with the Make a Wish kid? Technically, bro, I can see anyone doing that. Honestly, like I'm talking about storytelling wise, like the face of the company. Yeah, like because it doesn't matter what the, who the wrestler is. Big shows don't make a wish. So shoot, it doesn't matter like size. Well, it, it's it's not that. It's just it's. The the face of the company not only is the face of the company on 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 WWE content, but like they they're around the world. They they he like Cena was literally all over the place, and like that's what the face of the company's become. Like, yeah, could you see back Big in the Show day when the it face? wasn't? Heck no, exactly. But like, back in the day, 
you didn't see back in the day the the, the company wasn't as big where it wasn't as nationally known like so you wouldn't you would have never seen stone cold you know all around the world chasing around doing regular 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 stuff mm-hmm. but now since the the company's bigger and better that you're gonna the face of the company needs to be somebody who unfortunately has a certain look like cena that kind of clean cut uh not even clean cut but just kind of I hate to say it, my my teacher says it all the time. Uh, kind of that wasp look, that white Anglo-Saxon Protestant look, that white guy look. That's just right. kind of very unapproachable, but also scary when he needs to be. Yeah, like Bruh, think they about literally, they could have had that in Finn. Honestly, if Finn Balor didn't leave, they could have gave it to him. Finn Balor has that. Perfectly look. agree. I agree. I agree. He has that look, and he's he was one of the best when he was there. But yeah, I feel like Rollins. Rollins has that look more than Kevin Owens, and and don't get me wrong, I love Kevin Owens. I think he's a great superstar. Like you have he's that just face not... heel. He's the face. Like you have the face baby yes. face, and then you have the face heel. Like Edge and Orton yes. were the heels, mm-hmm. and Cena was the face of the company. Yes. Rollins can be the face, but Owens literally, bro. Owens can carry that company as a heel for like so many years, just like Randy Orton did. But I on the Stone Cold and CM, because CM Punk was a heel too. Think about it; he was more of a heel than a face. Yeah, and you. And that's why you got to You got to remember. Um, it, that's why. That's why I, I, when I found out they were doing uh, these shows, they were continuing on with the shows without the crowd. I thought it was so weird because literally, in, even in developmental WWE developmental, if you go out there and the crowd, like the the absolute number one worst thing that can happen to you as a WWE superstar or an aspiring WWE superstar is to come out the the apron and the arena be silent. That's the absolute worst thing that can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And so, because crowd, what 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 the crowd gives off when you come out is what determines how you're going to be successful. Like the you energy. even you just if you can get booze, you're on the right track. Right. If you get nothing, it ain't good. And I, so I think, I think that's why I think that's kind of why they're doing these shows without an audience. Because if they can test a new superstar with no audience, and then people get used to seeing them when they start inviting an audience back in, you may get a reaction. Because you've seen this guy, you're 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 able to know who he is. So, I, I, like I said, I think this whole no Maybe. audience thing is just a way for the WWE to just kind of test what they can't do, and that, that that's going to come in, especially yeah. with this next match that we're going to talk about. Right, great segue into the Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Bone Yard movie. I mean, match. Um, I, it, it was so, it was a whole movie, man. It, bro, I didn't expect them to do it that yeah, way. So yesterday, oh my foot. Hold on, wait. Oh, are you Look, I'll go first, and then I will just kind of go around. Okay. So uh, yesterday, I'm a, I'm gonna kind of snitch on us real quick. So yesterday, we tried to record this right after the show, but we had some technical difficulties, so that's why we're recording it today. Um, but yesterday, so when we when we talked about it, I don't think I fully. Uh, explained how I felt about the match, and this is I. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I'm a. I don't think I was a fan of the match very much. Um, I, ever since the streak ended with WrestleMania 30 against Brock Lesnar, I've been I've been a, a strong proponent of the streak. It should have ended there. Like we don't need Taker to come back to WrestleMania anymore. And if they're gonna keep having to come back, why would you end the streak? And so that still reigns in my head. And then when they come to the match. I find out it's not even a match. It's like when I saw that it was in a boneyard, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to have a ref and they're going to, you know, kind of, there'll be a ref there and they'll just, they'll fight in this boneyard. 
no, it was like a, a cut movie, and I was like, uh, I don't like this. But then it's something that WWE is moving more towards fantasy fiction than entertainment fiction. Their entertainment fiction, it was more, of course, you knew there was a story, and like the 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 hero is gonna put over the villain, you know, yada yada yada. But yet they still had a fight. Now they're moving for, more towards this fantasy fiction, and I'm thinking it's mostly it's mainly because of the um the no crowd aspect and they could kind of take a little more liberties and do some things creatively because there's no crowd and they're just trying to sell mouth so we'll have to see if they do ever do this again they once will. the crowds come back but they i will. just think that i i wasn't a big fan of the match because it was like it wasn't rooted in real life because it was like a movie like they had Undertaker hailing fire and appearing got a thin air. It just was like things he's done in ring, but like you kind of, it kind of suspends your disbelief because you're like, you're in this controlled setting. And then like you just, it just kind of happens. And it's, yeah, it's still a fight. It's still a match. He has to pin him. One, two, three. This was kind of like, really? Come on now. Like I felt like my intelligence was kind of tested uh, during, during this match. And, but I will say out of the two matches, they did do this way. They did this and the fire, firefly, uh, Playhouse uh, match. This definitely was done better. Yeah, but that's my thoughts. I, I wasn't a really big fan of this match. Um, well, me, I, I enjoyed it. it. To me, it felt like uh, I said this. I said this again. I texted him. It was like watching, um, watching Bruce Wayne, but Batman Beyond. So like he's the older Bruce Wayne at Arkham style. So like you know, especially at the end when AJ's running and he's just calmly walking towards him, climbing up the ladder all slow. And like me, I didn't mind the fantasy aspect because. Well, one, I kept thinking it was going to somehow segue into the ring, which I think is that's how they're going to do it. If they do this scripted thing, that's how it's going to it's going to segue into the ring where someone runs. You know, one of them is running and then it's going to run into the ring, something like that. But I, that's one thing I expect. when it didn't happen, I wasn't upset because it's something new, you know, something you haven't seen. And that's one thing that is a uh, one thing that not having an audience can do is you can just do something new that hasn't been done before. And just change what 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 it means to be in wrestling, you know. Now, should they do that for every match? Yeah. Now, heck no. But it was entertaining. Yeah, I feel I I I agree with both of you. Now, Cyrus, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I loved it. Um, only because I didn't. Like, I did not expect WWE to go this route because they, anyway, because they've, like, WWE has done this type of thing before, just not on the magnitude that they did it. And, like, wrestling companies have done this before, just, like, I wasn't expecting WWE to pull the Impact Wrestling stint that they did with Jeff Hardy, because Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, they had their little stint when they were literally fighting at a lake. Like, literally, if you look up Deletion Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy, they kind of did this aspect outside woods type deal, just a different aspect. This was a boneyard. I wasn't expecting WWE to pull the impact wrestling stint with that and do it even honestly. I think they did it better. Like mm -hmm. honestly, because they used Undertaker and AJ Styles, who's actually one of the pinnacles of impact wrestling, which is kind of like a slap in the face to them. I enjoyed it. Um, plus it was good to see the American badass. Well, oh. Don't the American you know what back um riding the motorcycle that was that's a trademark Undertaker um you could say theme character character so it yeah. was good to see that back even though we're probably never going to see it again it was just good because a lot of people have been asking for it back so it was good to see it um the whole 
summoning fire and all that. I liked it because WWE's just looking like, look, bro, we work with what we had to shoot. I think if they would have had the ring and all that, if they would have had the crowd, they probably would have done a bear, the boneyard match inside the arena, had it all set up and everything. But it was good to see it outside, and they they was like, watch this, like they literally went crazy with it, and I thought it was dope. It was unique, especially since they see, and that's the thing. I'm looking at. Oh, go ahead. They've been branding everything as the WWE universe, but honestly, it doesn't really feel more than what it what it is. This kind of made it feel more like it was an actual WWE universe. Like, you know, this is what your imagination of how it goes down in in the ring. This is kind of how it's imagined to be. That's kind of what I looked at mm. the, the match as. You know, that's a good and way of putting it too. Especially if you even go into the the Funhouse match. How again? It's still the WWE universe, but it's in it's in a ring, but it's in a ring with nothing there, like straight blackness and nostalgia coming back and forth. Like it's kind of like uh, the a mix of old and and something new. But the but Undertaker see, that match was, that was my felt thing. like it again. It just felt like this is what the actors are acting like they're in. When I when I looked, I'm looking at the, the some photos from the the final deletion between Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and impact. That's what I expected this match to be. Just like a ring in the middle of a boneyard with the ref and a, like, it was a fight. Like I felt like there wasn't, there were stakes, but it was just like, uh, but I will say coming away before we move on that, um, this definitely lets me know that Undertaker probably will be back, you know, because his body probably didn't take as much damage as he would have in a normal uh, match between he somebody. Stunt double. <laughs> you know what I'm saying they could stunt double. Back. Yeah, exactly. Could have so. They could have had a stunt double. All that. So you know that I. But like knowing Mark Calloway, I highly doubt they had one. Probably. But oh, yeah, they could have. They could have. But they probably um, had one on deck. There. And Mark was like, no. But let me ask. Uh, let me ask this before we move on. So as we all know, Taker is in his final. Uh, he's in the home stretch he'll be looking at retiring very very soon sooner rather than later uh who puts him over and when that's okay so i can agree with you with john cena i could respect john cena putting him over i would prefer edge putting him over because edge is undertaker's best right well he's my favorite rival of undertaker because he's put over undertaker over more than anybody in the company but I feel like Undertaker doesn't need someone to put him over to retire. I think he can retire on his own just because he is the Undertaker. Like, he's he's literally the... He's one of the gods. He's one of the gods of the WWE. So I don't think no one needs to put him over, honestly. But if someone was to put him over, I would take Edge just because Edge is literally the Undertaker's like... Undertaker yeah. has been Edge's you-know-what a certain amount of years in the WWE. So it would be good to see Edge put him over. Uh, in terms of me, I'm gonna go Randy Orton, the legend killer. I've been, the legend killer, yeah. I think Randy Orton, heel Randy Orton, should put him over. Uh, go ahead and end that career with an RKO, and it'd be over. But then again, can take or take an RKO? That's the question. Right. Uh, but moving on to night two, night two, the not as good. Night, uh, let's be honest. I uh, I night think I enjoyed two, I like night, night two, two more than, than night, night one. one. Yeah, I think I, I think you're in the in the minority there, DJ Noah. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed but, night one way more than I enjoyed night two. But I at least this. night night night, one, night one had more of the more important matches. I think. Right. Wait, hold on. So I, I, I matches I had more important to see matches? more night two, but I just enjoyed night one a lot more. 
Night two have way better, have made more important matches in my eyesight. Edge and Orton. Wait, DJ knew it. So take a, take away take away the Boneyard match. You still you still standing stand behind that? Yeah, just because in that case it's a tie because it's halfway between Edge and Orton and Rollins and KO. Okay. Because okay. Rollins and KO was the best in ring match. To yeah. Me. Just like seeing seeing him jump off the off the sign, like I lost my mind when that happened. Yeah. So um so the first match, the kickoff for night two, which we can kind of just run through, Natalia versus Liv Morgan. Uh it was pretty good. I mean, nothing too crazy about that one. And then we had the NXT women's championship match, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Um Another another match that I think I heard by the promo because like the promo was cut. She was like, "I want to be, I want to win all the gold. I want to have all these accolades, yada yada yada." And I'm like, "But you've been a two time NXT Women's Champion. Like you've had the gold, just not at WrestleMania, but like it's the NXT Championship. Like what what are you gonna do with the NXT Championship? You're like the face of the women's uh, women's revolution. What what are you doing?" So I hope I think she's gonna abdicate abdicate the the title tonight or something because like for what? <laughs> right. Well, that'd I'd be like Cena going to NXT. That's not even close to Cena going to NXT, but because he's never been in NXT. But I know what you mean. I, I get what you're saying. Like my eyesight, I see this more as a a good segue to get more NXT women onto the main roster because most of the NXT stars that come from NXT to the main roster are men. Since Charlotte now has the title, I feel like this is a way for NXT to be like, bruh, we are the underdogs here. Y'all get paid more than us. You're just going to take our title? So like, we're going to bring somebody on the main roster to steal that back from you. And I think it should be Bianca Belair. I'm all for her. She had a WrestleMania moment. Put her on the main roster. Let her take the title from Charlotte, even if it's going to take a couple months. I just see this as a way to bring more NXT like stars onto the main roster. That's how I see this. But like I said last night, I mean, Charlotte Flair ain't nobody to play with. Like, Charlotte Flair had a pretty good control of that entire match against Rhea Ripley. Like, she really did eat. <laughs> yeah, because she's, she's a Flair. And then Rhea Ripley, she's she's still, like, gotta, she still got to get up there. That's her first WrestleMania. She can't go out and dominate her like that. Like, nah. Hey, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. Mm-hmm. The man is Becky Lynch right now. You know what? I I can't stand you. But moving on, uh, <laughs> so we can we just gonna kind of blow past this one. It wasn't really that important. Dolph Ziggler versus Otis only take away, and Mandy Rose is fine. I concur. Say uh, I'm the only one here. As, as we continue on, we've mentioned this match uh, throughout the show, but Randy Orton versus Edge, the Reddit R superstar, who's returned after nine years of being injured. Edge has returned and with the Avengers, he tore that man up. That was such a good match. Well, one thing I ain't gonna lie, the whole thing of the crowd not being there, bro, I didn't care. Just still seeing Edge walk out with the smoke, even though that ramp was so small, bro. Almost got I got so many goosebumps and I got a little teary eyed because, bro, I'm like I know they ain't no fans, no nothing, but like I know we all sitting here screaming just because. Bruh, it's WrestleMania. He's back. And it's he's got edge. the smoke. He didn't have the proud tech. But like we're we were literally seeing him fight an actual wrestling match in over nine years. The Royal Rumble is a match, but it's an elimination match. It doesn't have resonance like this one has. So like mm-hmm. Yeah. It was and then let it all be Randy Orton, his best friend. 
who, bro, the setup for the match was gas. The whole cameraman stint because, like, that first thing I crazy. thought when I saw the Randy Orton as the cameraman, it made me think of when Edge, when Edge was disguised as a cameraman and attacked the Undertaker one time in Hell in a Cell, like. Edge used to do cameraman stuff a lot. So I was like, bro, that's a little callback. Randy took something out of Edge's playbook. Like, they took it, they took stuff out of each other's playbook. Edge with the drop kicks, Randy with the everything. Them trying to do each other's moves. Gas, in the words of Cottrell. Gas. It's just that that entire match, like, I was like, I didn't expect it to go that long, but like the way they just kept going, you know, you saw them going, uh, they're going all the way in the back of the, uh, all the way in the back of the, of the ring performance center performance center like they they were all over that thing it felt like i like matches that do that because i feel like i can kind of get a tour of how everything works true true and I, again with the again the emotion you could literally just feel you can see the emotion edge almost shed a tear at the end like he was like he was crying at the end like it was it was just that's like a almost a 10 out of 10 match I gave yeah. it a ten. Out, I gave it a ten out of ten. Uh, before to. we move on, who do you want to see? Uh, I w- I'm assuming this this rivalry between Orton and Edge is over. But I, honestly, Ooh, the, the, I way, the way the way the way WrestleMania has 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 become in the last few years, WrestleMania isn't is never over until like SummerSlam. True. The, we keep we, we'll we'll see the same we'll see the same matches tomorrow. We'll see the same matches at Money in the Bank. We'll see the same matches uh, all the way up to SummerSlam until we get the new storylines. So um, they really won't. Who, who do y'all want to see Edge? Because I mean, you, granted, I would say I'd give Edge another two three years. Before he before he really retires again, like for referral on his own terms, who do you see putting him over? I don't know. Taker, like for like for retirement, or not Taker? Yeah, for retirement. Like for retirement? Oh, I'd love to see Edge versus Rollins. Yeah, Edge and yeah, I'm thinking Edge and Rollins. Like, I just want to see Edge and Rollins like now. Like, honestly, it it don't even gotta be him putting. Like, I feel like someone like. I don't feel like a newcomer should put Edge over for retirement. Like, I feel like it should be someone who's like, who's been there with them. Like, I'm just saying. Well, not like fully. I think like a seasoned, someone who's seasoned, who kind of represents the next generation. Anybody, literally anybody. It could be Charlotte Flair. (laughs) It just cannot be Roman Reigns. No, Roman Reigns, he doesn't deserve to be a barrier. No. Because he doesn't have the charisma. Mm Mm-mm. Like, if anyone, it'd have to be Rollins. Yeah, if, I can if see If John that. Moxley, Dean Ambrose was still there, I would take him, but he's an AEW. Oh, that would be so nice. That would be oh, gas. that would be so nice. That would be gas. That would be such a nice match. Oh, my God. Oh, Rollins. Yeah, Seth that? Rollins. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I'll never get it. Seth Rollins is probably the only person who even has the star power to even do it. Because Seth Rollins has, he's outgunned Cena and Orton before. So, all he has left on his like think is edge now like dang i kind of like i kind of like edge versus a uh, heel brian too that would that would be good too because like brian's rise started when edge one. left like oh, yeah, that that actually could be nice daniel bryan started getting homes. big when edge retired yeah but as we continue on uh little raw tag team championship action austin fury versus angel uh, austin fury and angel garza versus the street profits uh, pretty good match. Nothing too crazy about it. Biggest takeaway: Bianca Belair. I think is getting called up. Definitely, which is, is awesome. At the end, like yes. her a lot. 
I, I shot it out on Twitter, bro. I was so happy. And did I did I hear did I hear her hear Michael Cole correctly? Is she married to one of the street prophet prophets? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I was I was wondering if I heard that correctly. I just didn't didn't have enough. To, I didn't have I didn't care enough to look it up. <laughs> but um, moving on, SmackDown Women's Championship action: Sasha Banks versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina versus Naomi versus Bailey in a five in a fatal five way uh, elimination match. And I I loved it. Here's here's some points I had from the match though. Listen carefully. Uh, where is my Tamina Snooker push? I need them to push her. She's been here too long not to have at least one title. Uh, look, man. Look, me and you in the same boat. I've been wanting the Tamina push since she first came on as Superfly's daughter. Like it was. I wanted them to do a Tamina push when she tag team was. Like Nia Jax, honestly, mm-hmm. like Nia Jax won the title. I wanted it to be where Tamina took the title from her because they're both have wrestling lineage in them. Nia Jax, The Rock's lineage, Tamina Snuka, Superfly's lineage. That'd have been dope to see, but they didn't do it. Maybe it's because Tamina. I don't know. Maybe they don't think Tamina has it good on the mic enough or something. I, I've seen Tamina's okay to me. Like she can cut some good promos in my eyesight. But maybe it's because yeah. they don't. Maybe they don't think. She, I think it was the same case they did with Natalia. Natalia really wasn't all that big. Like when it came to like fan favorites, maybe to me it's not a fan favorite. Which I don't. That's one thing I do want to point out. I feel like this generation of WWE fans that go to the shows, they're so carnal. Like there be sometimes I'll watch the show and I'm like, how are y'all not cheering at this? Like, do y'all not see what's going on? But they, so WWE lost a lot the of their fans. Like the fans, like the fans now are not as they're not as I don't think they're as emotional invested as they were back in. But I mean, since like two since WrestleMania twenty eight, I'll say since WrestleMania twenty eight, they haven't been that invested. Hey, I I I can only speak as a as a long time. I'm not a new fan, of course, but like from what I've seen, what I mean, there are some shiny, there are there is some light in, in this in this darkness. But like, what what really do they really have to? get overly emotional about like there's really not too much like in a three-hour show there's probably about a good hour of what you really would get emotional about the other two is just sludge Mm. it's it's not even like the shows just the setups for the pay-per-views like the when it comes to like SummerSlam, wrestlemania like building up the promo segments to the big matches like it hasn't been like as exciting as it used to be like like when the last time I think I ever saw them go real crazy is when Goldberg first came back. Like, and that set up him mm. and Brock Lesnar's stint. After all that, they've had pretty good arcs. Like, Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar's little stint. That little stare down. Like, I just don't feel like those big moments, those WrestleMania-type moments, I don't feel mm. like fans are as invested as those moments when, they, when they're acting. That happening. makes sense. They're, the mm. fans that are actually there aren't as like, oh my God, as we used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I else like, I think... Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. I actually, I don't know what I was about to oh. say. One, one thing that I think also kind of plagues uh, things like this, especially in the Divas division. Uh, we saw this after Total Divas first hit. Before Total Divas, like you, what you knew about the superstars was very limited. Mm-hmm. Like the, so even their social media is like that. You didn't really know too much about them. You, all you really had to go on for each for each of the, your was your you favorite characters the was their character. Mm-hmm what you saw in the ring and that's what you gleaned on but now like we know the lives of most of the divas because they've been on the tv show and their social medias are real heavy now and it's just like all right i know this isn't real so like 
at this point you're just pandering to me because right. i know it's not real mm-hmm. And I think I think that's something that killed it. But continuing on with the match, uh, we had a bad bad reunion, which uh, was one of the big WrestleMania moments that I think was was played because there was no crowd. Like I feel like this probably would have went over better if there was a crowd. Like the crowd would be like, "Oh, it's a bad reunion! Ah, go crazy!" Even if it was a crowd, like without a crowd, it was just like for what? Even if it was okay, there's two ways it could have. They could have if the crowd was there. That's a crowd moment. But then there's also the fact that they could have done that with different execution. And it still would have worked in like if they had to recontextualize it, it still could have worked. The bad reunion if uh, Tamia mm-hmm. didn't uh, didn't punch Sasha Banks right away. Yeah, I mean it would have it would have had to happen. Are more than yeah, like, it would have had to happen. But like that stare down was too fast. Yeah, like it, it, it like it was like oh okay, like by the time Michael Cole had mentioned it, Tamina's Tamina's already punching uh, Sasha Banks. I was like, wait, well, yeah, she that, knocked the hell out of her. <laughs> she, she did. But like, I, I think like if you don't have an audience, moments like that have to simmer a bit longer because yeah, even even with an audience, I think it would have been too quick even to with an audience because the audience has to react to it. True. You have to hear yeah, it. Oh! That is true. And then, oh! and then shortly, shortly after that, uh, Sasha Banks uh, put Naomi in that bank statement and made her top out, uh, which was really dope. Yeah. Um, and then we got um, after so they would they kept playing this um, friendship between Bailey and Sasha, which obviously it will be the match money in the bank, Bailey versus Sasha for the title at, at some point. Um, but, you know, that forearm from Lacey to Sasha pressed crazy. Lacey laid her the hell out. I mean, th- she was not waking up. She, no, she got laid. Like, out. When, when I saw that, I was like, oh. That I gotta say it again, and it showed it again. I'm like, I, I was like, Eesh. that was just that was like, like a really horrible hit. Like, that's the kind of hit that, like, if even if it wasn't scripted, she wouldn't have got back up. Yeah, yeah. And it sucks. I wanted it's like once Lacey laid her out, like that's when I was sold on. I was like, oh, Lacey's raw. I I need Lacey to beat Bailey, and then Bailey ended up like getting her butt whooped, and then Sasha helped her win the match. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, that was that was kind of boo like that. That was boo boo. Because like the ending was, was so dumb. Google. Lacey could have taken it like completely. Oh, I meant to ask Rob this. Hey Rob, is there another uh, woman in the in the locker room named Paige? Another besides woman? the besides Paige? Mm-mm, not that I know. I didn't, of. I, I didn't think so. All right, so I don't know if y'all heard it, but uh, when when Bailey won the match, she was screaming. One of the things she said was, "Take that, Paige." Yeah, I heard that. Well. Paige is like Paige is technically was medically cleared to some certain aspects to do some stuff, but I don't know if she will. Cause Paige is still like around. Paige is like one of the um I think she's one of like the analysts. Analysts, so you know. They're still like they still technically work in the same environment. So like, mm-hmm. you know, the analysts, they they concrete and they talk about the matches that go on. So like Paige has criticized a couple of the Divas matches on backstage. So you know. Probably, I would love and, to see and, Paige come prop, back. Props to the Bring WWE for like to the, to the, after Paige was like had her injury and she couldn't wrestle anymore. Props to the WWE for finding ways to still keep her invested in the show. I'm pretty sure she was under contract, but even then, like oh, props, yeah, yeah she was props to them for favorite. like finding a way to just keep her in, in, in employed. You know, because they could have just said they could have shut her contract yeah. after she got hurt. They that most definitely could have. So props to the WWE. Um, for that. 
And like she's and she's kind of been like more of a headache for them more so than than anything. I mean, right. like with all the scandals she's she had with like two Alberto major scandals stuff. with them so far. Yeah, which they're they're bringing they're bringing him back. Cannot wait, cannot oh, wait. God. I, also, if they bring him back, I'd love to see Edge versus Del Rio. Though they had some that, pretty good that, matches. Yes. Yes. yes, I'm not a fan of Del Rio, yes. but that would be a good match. I love Del, Del Rio. Del is one of the most entertaining superstars they've ever had. They one of the, he's one of the most entertaining he's ever had. No, what what, what I did was like so was to sick. see his announcer getting the crap beat out of him every every show. Oh, I mean, yeah. just Alberto. Up in the car. Yeah, bro. Every bro, I'm mad they stopped doing the cars, bro. Them cars were straight, bro. Yes, like he was literally the next version of JBL, but Mexican. Literally, I yeah. called him the Mexican yep. JBL. Literally, the Mexican JBL was Alberto Del Rio. I love JBL's music. But as we continue on. We have Bobby Lashley versus uh, Aleister Black. I missed this match. I had to go pick up my sister from work, but nothing happened. Uh, I like Ale- I like Aleister Black though. I- I've always liked his character. It was a it was an okay match, honestly. I'm 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 mad WWE even let Les- Lashley come back because they haven't done nothing with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we Lashley versus Brock, make it happen. Like period. Like we need Lashley and Brock. Like let Lashley put Brock over, honestly. Yes, 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 when, yes, when yes, left, yes. But like, come on, they're good friends. Lashley used to do some form of MMA too. So like, what's going on? Like, quit playing with me, bro. Yeah, I like Alistair. Um, he got his WrestleMania moment, and then Lana, beautiful as always. Mm-hmm. That that Lana that Lana situation is that is what I is what I one of the things that I think is played because of the the social media revolution and the uh, total divas because we all know Lana is like actually married to Rusev like True. they are actually a husband and wife in real life yep. so to see this stint with with uh, with Lashley and Lana it's like yo like we know this isn't real <laughs> like come on now well I think that's worth suspension and disbelief I, I need y'all to. True. Ain't, ain't that much in the world. Like, we all know this isn't real. And, like, not only is it not real, the acting in it is terrible. Like, we all know it's fake. Yeah. So, it's, it's like, maybe stuff like kissing, that you could kind of... Maybe not. Let me stop. Definitely not. Bro, <laughs> you... They good. I, I could have done it. I'd have been like, yeah, nah, you can, you can go ahead and catch somebody else. <laughs> but, uh... That's what the Usos did. No, yeah, the notice Usos you ain't did. you ain't catch you ain't catch you ain't catch Naomi doing nothing like that. Yeah, because they tried to do that to Naomi, and the Uso was like, "Excuse me, I think it was I think she's married to Jay, right?" Yeah, Jay. No, nah, Jimmy. Like, he's she married to Jimmy. Well, whoever he was like, it was on Total Divas. He like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, we not doing that. I remember they asked her to do that. Jimmy like, no, no, sir, not here, not here. We don't do that. Here. Yeah, of course, like definitely not. Um. Now the biggest WTF match for me, the Firefly uh, Playhouse, Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt, which but, wasn't even a match. It was but, a WTF moment, um, but it was de- it was it fit the character. It was gas. It was gas. I don't care yeah. what y'all say. Gas. I enjoyed You're it, tr- bro. I think it's only gas for you because it's because of the nostalgia. Like I agree with you, gas in terms of nostalgia. But other than that, it was dumb. Yeah, but well, like no, that's the good part. Think of like, the, think of the promo the and setup in the though. face. Think of the promo and the setup. We do something different. Dumb. Was gonna happen. 
We've Especially, seen this match already, though. Yeah, but we haven't seen it like this. And I like I think yeah, the nostalgia, Cena versus Bray Wyatt happened already. The nostalgia does amp it's it up. It actually happened twice. I will say, but I think seeing it the way it was done, I think this is just another way to show like this is more that we can do with this character because they had done like they had kind of done stuff like this live on TV. So they they were just like seeing how far can we go with this with no audience and just pre-recording the whole thing. Yep. And See, yeah. And all I that. think it should have been live with a ref. Uh, I nah, can understand it that, but like, think about it. But think about it. this was WrestleMania with no, no audience. So like, the big WrestleMania moments wouldn't have been like resonated as well. Plus, like. Think about what this kind of might do to Cena's character, honestly. Like, right. we're probably not going to see him for, until maybe around SummerSlam time or Survivor Series or even WrestleMania next year. Mm. This could be the... Because think about it. Every person the Fiend has put over, to a certain extent, went heel. Like, so maybe this is finally the push to get John Cena out of his little goody-two-shoes, Fruity Pebbles box-wearing shirts, get him... Just get him to that nasty, ruthless aggression or even thugging something that heal John Cena that we've been asking for for they've the been Maybe we'll finally get that. They've been they teasing teased that. it at WrestleMania last year, and now and then they, they the kind of did basically a, has put... They did like a flashback this year, well, so it, it, it can work. They can make him turn heel. It can work. Like This could just be a segue of him officially becoming heel. He basically buried the the face John Cena, the mm-hmm. lovable kids wearing all different colors, fruity pebbles. Like he's basically been buried by the fiend in Bray Wyatt. So like mm. maybe he just comes back straight heel, goat wearing the chain, the rings, something. We'll see, man. We are going to see. I mean, I just think that I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think I'm sold on this on this like pre-recorded match deal so we'll just have to see how that goes um but the final match the main event of wrestlemania the royal rumble winner drew mcintyre challenges the wwe champion brock lesnar for the wwe championship he finally got put over thank you um i agree and like disagree like i agree in the fact that like we finally get a defending champion like he'll have to defend his title more throughout the year but that match like i i love brock brock brock's the only old man wrestler that's come back besides edge who not who comes only once a year but when he comes once a year he his match lasts more than more than about two minutes depending on who he's fighting right the, recently it's been a little off because you know like that ricochet match was just wow <laughs> that ricochet match was something else but like when he fought orton when he fought uh cena those roman reigns those matches last long mm-hmm. they're in t- they they are entertaining we get to watch a fight where some his, his, the last couple oh, matches yeah. he had with triple h were some of the best matches i've ever watched mm-hmm. but th- yeah, this match triple h, like it's triple h but what were you saying dj noah at this match like literally had three different moves in the entire match, and then it was done. It was, um... Yeah. Crap. It was... Someone else, someone else do the run... Someone else do the rundown, and then I'll just tell you how many of each one there were. Because, like, it, it was, like, okay, three so, moves... Uh, three, three different types F5. of moves. F5. Okay, yeah. Okay, so it was two F5s, and then... Suplexes. 
Yeah, it was like about three suplexes. Three suplexes. And then um And the Claymore and, kick yeah, at least like six times. Two Claymore kicks. Or four, no, four four Claymore. That was a lot kicks. more than that. He hit it at least four or five. It was four. My bad. Yeah. It was, yeah, but like I said, and then and at that I, point the match was done. And I'm like, like one, um it's it's like bittersweet. It's like, you know, Brock Lesnar finally gets put over and doesn't win the championship, but the match sucks. He lost the championship. He was the champion. But he's lost it. Brock Lesnar's lost the title two times at WrestleMania. That's true, but then but he always then again, gets it back in the next pay-per-view. Like, or, yeah. or it takes a couple months, and then he gets it back. Like, I just kind of really hope that he doesn't get it back He anymore. doesn't. I don't want it, it was to a be, scary... Uh, oh, go ahead, uh, Robert. I don't want it to be where he comes back and gets the title. Like, Because I remember last time... He won money in the like they brought him back for money in the bank, and then he cashed in and went. I'm like, bro, he does. Brock Lesnar literally he, the only reason he's even there is Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is the reason why Brock Lesnar is relevant. Honestly, just saying. Paul Heyman definitely entertaining. Paul Heyman is the go. Paul Heyman is one of the best like on mic guys in WWE has ever had. Like, and I don't think uh, like, but also could he represent what? anyone else? Honestly, he did. He has. I'm talking about what? now. Uh, like, Curtis Axel. Who else could he represent? Who else could he represent uh, now? Because if Brock leaves, no really, who who does who does he have to represent? Honestly, rewrite Roman Reigns. Have him be, have him be a Roman Reigns. Have him do it for Roman Reigns. That could work. Honestly, that'll be very, that'll be unique and different. He can even because the biggest issue with Roman Reigns isn't isn't his in ring ability, isn't it's isn't fine. his look. It's literally the fact that he cannot. Cut a promo. Right. So get somebody that can. He's somebody that should have a manager walking walking around with him. Bro, honestly. He was about five years Remember minute. Jeb Coulter? Yeah. Jeb Coulter was something different. <laughs> That's facts. Like, I just I just hope Drew McIntyre finally gets what he was basically supposed to have a long time ago. They give him a good reign, and I pray that it's not Roman Reigns. It's not Roman Reigns. It's not Roman Reigns. And again, it's not Roman Reigns that puts him over. Um, mm-hmm. Someone legitimate, like, needs to put Drew McIntyre over when the time comes. And it cannot be Roman Reigns because... Seamus. Seamus can come back or just bring back the GOAT. Phil, Philip Brooks. <laughs> and if y'all don't know who Philip Brooks is, y'all gotta go. <laughs> Bro, of course. CM Punk, come on now. Yeah, like, come on now, come on now. You tried it. Also, yeah, did, I don't. I, I I texted. I texted. I texted the group chat. Um, when I when it first happened, I don't remember when it was in the show, but they. I think it was the Firehouse WWE Park. Championship reigns. Uh, yeah, when they did the WWE Championship reigns that John Cena's had, and they showed. I, I want to say arguably for the first time since the man left the company, a glimpse of CM Punk in there. Because anytime they do they do flashbacks of any history or, or mention WWE history, CM Punk and AJ Lee are never mentioned. Mm-hmm. But this time, CM Punk was on there. Now, I don't know if that's because he's doing Fox or maybe a, a possible return, but hopefully we'll see. Oh. But I mean, because they tried to erase, they really tried to erase them out the history books. Because I mean, literally, as soon as AJ Lee uh, left, uh, they, was, they gave the title to Nikki Bella and they let Nikki keep it just long enough so she could uh, be the longest reigning uh, title holder. And then they, then she lost the title. That true. is true. 
but since we're towards the nitty gritty, I got a quick question for y'all. Um, what was your favorite match? Do y'all got a favorite match from the two nighter? Uh, I think I'm gonna go Edge versus Orton, last man standing. Uh, I'd probably say it's somewhere I between. I, I, I'm not talking about the pre-recorded ones, so I'm gonna say it's in between the Edge and Orton and the KO and Rollins. Okay. Facts. I'm definitely taking Edge and Randy Orton. Edge was back. Oh, and another thing. Um, do y'all think they should bring Money in the Bank back to WrestleMania and have it be done at WrestleMania? Because I actually liked it better when it was actually not a pay-per-view, when it was actually done at WrestleMania, personally. Mm. Would y'all think they should um, go back that route? Because Money in the Bank at WrestleMania, those are actually some of the best ladder matches that have actually happened on the big stage. I think they should bring it back to WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm going to go a strong yes or no, because yes, in terms of... I love a ladder match at WrestleMania. A, B. I feel like it'll it'll mean more uh, in terms of like it'll actually be for an actual title. Because like in recent years, the Money in the Bank isn't even for like the world title anymore. You cash in for like the tag match or like the Intercontinental Championship or this or the. It's not even a Money in the Bank. It's the championship that's that's hanging above the ring. So I'm like, it, it's losing its clout more and more every year. So I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that. But in terms of uh, bringing it back to WrestleMania, I, yes or no. Yeah, I, and was this better? Oh, what were you saying, Paul? Sorry, I, I, I kind of agree. Like, there's pros and cons, but where are you going? And do you think they should have postponed this? The biggest thing should should this have been postponed? Yes or no? I think absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Should have been postponed. It was interesting because we could have showed, but we could have gone. We could have gone. We could have yeah, gone. We could have gone. Gone. gone to the thing, for the we, first we, time. We can't, we can't, it's not going to be easy for us to get to Hollywood. Yeah. And, and, See, and, the, and the thing unless is, we like, make a big I feel break like in Hollywood when the coronavirus comes, gets hey, done with, we, yeah. we can't. <laughs> WrestleMania, WrestleMania is, I think, is the number one event that it has to have fans. Like, it just yeah. fans make that event just as much as the 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 characters and the stories and the matches make the event. Yeah, because it's I mean, like, like I like I said, right. like I said yesterday, like imagine some of the biggest WrestleMania moments of all time without a crowd. Imagine Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock with no crowd. Imagine uh, Taker versus Brock with no crowd. Imagine Roman Rey Mysterio versus Batista versus Orton with no crowd. It just the moment wouldn't be the same. Okay, definitely, like facts. But guys. There it is. There she blows. That was a, a really super review of uh, the re- recent sports news we've had. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can catch me. You can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. You can catch me on Twitter at RedClear317. Where can they find you, Slick Rob? They can find me on Instagram at Slick without the C underscore Rob2Bs underscore on Instagram. Robert EW116 on Twitter. And you can find me at DJ underscore Nua on Twitter and Instagram. Both are the same thing. Check me out. Yeah, and uh, you plug my boys over at Soup. Wait a minute. Soupcast? What's Soupcast? I don't know. I got I got some news on that, but I don't know if I'm going to let y'all know about that yet. I'm keeping on the DL right now. Oh God. But we have some very big things going on at Soupcast that I will be doing. Uh, linking up with uh, Fly Got Tie on very, very soon. If you guys saw that little teaser I posted, it pertains to that. Um, you guys check out check out that new episode. They dropped it uh, yesterday. Uh, they did a review of the Disney movie Onward. Uh, can't wait to check that out. Uh, so that's pretty much it for me. Anybody else got anything before I, before I wrap it up? Stay home. Not at the moment. 
If you don't got to stay leave home, house, stay, stay safe, home. man. Keep practicing your social distancing, man. Wash your hands. Wash your Wash hands. hands. Need to go out and get some more quarantine snacks in a minute. Love, All right, man. Love, man. Love y'all, man. Out. Y'all. Really? Yep. We went yesterday. It was Dang. like nothing. No eggs. No Ooh, breakfast. I'm, I'm out. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to go out there soon. Love y'all, man. Uh, y'all do something nice for somebody, but keep remember social distance. Love y'all. Cafeteria talk. Cafeteria talk.